Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Subscribe to the Inside Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630 Chad Inside Sports. All right, uh, NCAA championship game underway. They are almost six minutes in. Kansas leading North Carolina 11-7 in the NHL. St. Louis now all over Arizona 4-0 late in the second period. Braden Shen has his 20th of the season. We have the Maple Leafs leading the Lightning 4-2. Two goals for Austin Matthews now up to 53 on the season. Halfway through the third, Bruins and Blue Jackets are tied 2-2. In an hour, it's the Flames and the Kings, the two teams ahead of Edmonton in the NHL's Pacific Division. Oilers and Sharks tomorrow here on 6.30. Chad, face-off show at 7. Game will start at 8.30 as the Oilers will chase their fifth consecutive victory. Uh, curling men's worlds in Las Vegas. Canada 10, Italy 4 is the final today. Brad Gushu's crew is 5-0. and They will play Germany tomorrow. Hey, uh, baseball season coming up. We were uh, talking earlier, my uh, colleague back at the studio, uh, Brennan Clack, I believe his baseball draft is now underway. So hopefully we'll keep him focused here for the last uh, last half hour of the show. We got the Edmonton Riverhawks ready to deba- debut this summer. But we already got a uh, team going that's playing out a REMAX field. They are called the Edmonton Collegiate Hawks. And I'm pleased to welcome their head coach to the show, Jake Lanferman. Jack, how are you doing? Jake, how are you? I was used to talking to Jack Michaels. Jake, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thanks a lot for checking in. So, no, thank you um, very much for having me. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, before I get to the team, and I know your season has started and you got home games later this month, I, I want to get to know you a little bit because I think you're a really cool story, and quite frankly, I think you're a, a baseball success story. And, and I think you're a bit of a role model for, for kids aspiring to play baseball. Uh, you, tell us, Sherwood Park, is that where you grew up playing ball? Yeah, you bet. Uh, yeah, I grew up uh, outside in our Joss in about 15 minutes outside. And then uh, I ended up moving into Sherwood Park to play. There was just there was no rep ball out, out in our Joss. And so, yeah, I grew up in the ranks playing in Sherwood Park Minor Baseball Association. And did you play other sports or were you all baseball when you were a kid? No, I, I think I was like every Alberta boy. I think you're doing both a little bit of hockey and a little bit of baseball. And then every school sport I could get my hands on, I, I just like to compete. That's kind of how it went. All right. So as you became more serious at baseball, I'm going to assume that happened in your te- in your teens. What did you do to maybe specialize a little bit and, and get a little bit, uh, I'll use the term, more serious about pursuing it? Yeah, um, in Edmonton, we're lucky that there's uh, St. Saint Francis Xavier in the West End. Uh, they have a baseball program, so I ended up going there in, in 10th and 11th grade, and then uh, I ended up transferring over to Prospects Academy, which is in uh, St. Albert, and got to work with some really good coaches, and, and they kind of, uh, yeah, 
groomed me. Uh, I stopped playing hockey of probably grade grade 10, I think, and, and I started to really focus and fixate on baseball. And uh, when I kind of they kind of told me that I could I could move forward and play on the uh, on a collegiate level and get a scholarship and get my school paid for. Uh, yeah, it was it was something I definitely pursued. You know, I, I've often said when I talk about baseball that most good baseball players were pitchers at some point. Uh, well, I don't even know what your position was, but was that true with you? Did you pitch at some point? Yeah, yeah, I, I was a two-way guy, so I would play center field and then I, I would pitch. Yeah, a lot of. A lot of us locally do do both for quite a bit. I actually went to college as a two-way, uh, so yeah, you're, you're right in that sense. Okay, you know what, Jake? I'm glad you're on because I know there are a lot of really great baseball players in Edmonton and in Alberta. I mean, even Cam Moon's son uh, played yeah, pro baseball in Europe for for a while, and, and I mean, he's done really well. I just feel like we don't we don't talk about it as much. I mean, maybe that's one of my flaws as as a media guy i haven't found out myself i also quite frankly don't know if the baseball community promotes itself as well as some other sports so i mean there's a little bit of challenge to some people involved there but how did you sure. get how did you get noticed to, to go play in the states um i just think uh locally here i got the got the chance to represent alberta at a couple showcases uh they, the last year, my grade 12 year of high school, they did a really cool one. They call it Tournament 12 now. So they take uh, the, your best players from every single province. They make 12 teams. Uh, everybody goes to the Rogers Center in Toronto, and then you play a showcase tournament in about in just in front of a bunch of uh, major league scouts. So um, that was one of the bigger bigger things for my young career, just being in that uh, being in that arena, and then and then getting to see all the talent in all of Canada, and kind of just mock up yourself next to these guys and. and and that was kind of kind of the yeah probably the eye-opening part of uh, understanding yeah how talented I was as a young player. You know, when I was a kid, we used to call it Skydome. You're probably know, not yeah. old enough to remember that. <laughs> no, I, I wish I was watching the '92 '93 Jays, but we might we might have that coming up this year. Yeah, pretty good squad. So yeah, you when you've been on the national stage like that, how does Alberta stack up against some of the other provinces talent-wise? Honestly, yeah, we, we have uh, some diamonds in the rough for sure. I mean, obviously, Mike Soroka, he, he's a big name. He's uh, on the on the Braves uh, on the Braves roster, and he's coming back from a couple a lingering Achilles injury. But uh, yeah, I think um, it's kind of difficult because you got BC who they get the weather. So uh, I played uh, in the University of British Columbia. It was nice because we were only off the field probably a month month and a half, and and then you're just dealing with rain. But uh, yeah, even at this point right now, we're just getting the snow off our field downtown River Valley right now. So um, it's a little bit more difficult, but no, we, we got some good ball players, that's for sure. Okay, so UBC, and then where did you play in the States again? Tell me about that experience. Yeah, out of, out of high school, um, I just graduated. I was 17. I had to, headed down to um, Fort Hayes State University. So it's uh, NCAA uh, D2 in Western Kansas. Uh, yeah, not not too far from KU, and uh, they're there in the final. But um, yeah, I, I spent three years playing there, and then after uh, my sophomore year there, I ended up uh, transferring back back this side of the border to to play in Vancouver. So, what, how who did you play against when you were playing in Kansas? Um, we would play a lot of teams in Missouri. Uh, Central Missouri is a really good team. We, we'd make our da- way down preseason and play uh, Texas, per- Permian Basin, and then we'd all go all the way down to New Mexico Highlands. But Oklahoma, Missouri, Nebraska, usually that was most of our conference. Okay. And did you still pitch when you played NCAA, or were you just strictly center field at that point? 
No, I went there. I didn't. I, I pitched a little bit when I came back and played for UBC, but no, I, I stopped pitching uh, my sophomore year, and I, I just kind of focused on outfield. There must be an, an incredible number of teams in the NCAA if you look at all the different divisions and different sizes of schools and all that stuff. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah, I want to say there's probably 300 yeah, D1, D2 programs and NAI and, and yeah, there's a lot. And then that's not even counting junior colleges, right? So that's crazy. All right. Uh, tell me about playing for, I hope I'm getting the name of this team right, the Virginia Beach Fighting Crabs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I spent uh, I spent one summer out in Virginia Beach. I, I played for uh, so it's kind of the same as the Riverhawks baseball. It's a it's a, a collegiate summer league program, and um, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, Virginia Beach is beautiful, especially in the summer. But uh, I think it was 100% humidity every day. So uh, yeah, our jerseys were pretty pretty soaked every every single game we played. It was it was a tough uh, tough climate change from Alberta. That's for sure. What what was your logo? Was it like an angry looking crab? Yeah, just a little, yeah, a little angry crab. That was it. And what kind of fan support would you guys get in, in some of these towns you played in and the university stuff? Um, pretty good. Yeah, um, definitely. When I was playing in, in uh, Fort Hayes, we had a good local local crowd. Obviously, when I came home, it was probably the most fun because in the summers we were playing for the Edmonton Prospect downtown. So. Um, I know we would usually get one, two, three thousand a night, and then Canada Day was a treat. I think we sold out at 9,800 uh, just because they shoot the fireworks off in the River Valley down there after. So it was, that was always a pretty cool game to play. So how does how does Remax feel? And I know Randy Reagan Company are, are doing work on it here, so it, it should look nice and spiffy this season. How does that compare against some of the ballparks you played in in the states? Yeah, um, no, it's, I've always, Remax has a soft spot in my heart. It's, it's gorgeous. Um, a couple of pretty, pretty cool ones. I played in um, University of San Diego. They had a really nice stadium. Uh, it just kind of depends what, what program and how much money they're willing to put into these programs. But um, obviously when the Edmonton Trappers came in, it's a triple A facility. It's, it's, uh, it's amazing. That's for sure. Jake Landferman joining us tonight on Inside Sports. He is the head coach of the Edmonton Collegiate Hawks. And, and I, like your, one of your fellow coaches with the team, Nathan Coffin, emailed me last week. And I got to tell you, I, I didn't know a lot about the Collegiate Hawks. And then I started looking into it. I was like, wait a minute, I know that logo. Well, right, man, that's the Riverhawks logo. So tell me about the relationship between the Collegiate Hawks and the Riverhawks. Yeah, so the Riverhawks is a summer collegiate league. So these guys that play in the States or play locally in the CCBC, which is just the Canadian conference up here, uh, they can go and play in, in that league in the summer. But, um, yeah, just kind of look, thinking of it as like a sister team. So some of the guys playing on our team will actually play for the Riverhawks. Um, but it's just these, these guys have to be in school. So you have to be uh, taking a post-secondary education to play on the team. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of the, the differentiation. Okay, uh, sorry, what's the name of the league you guys are in? Uh, the CCBC, so the Canadian Conference of Baseball uh, Confederation. All right, and you started off in Kelowna this past weekend. How did it go? Yeah, um, that, well, it was a little difficult. They've been on the field probably three or four weeks, and, uh, I mean, we, that was our first time getting out because of how bad it was snowing this year. So um, they, they took four from us, but uh, we're looking to rebound for next, next weekend. All right, and when do you have some home games so people can go to REMAX here? Yeah, April 22nd is our, our first uh, doubleheader uh, opener against uh, UFC, so Calgary, that's always a good one.
All right. And so uh, I'm just going to, the website is easy to remember, echawks.ca, and then you can look at the schedule and and uh, and read up on the team and some of the coaches and all that kind of stuff. So this is cool. So people can get into Dreamax and watch baseball in the River Valley before the Riverhawks even start. So that's, uh, that, and you got a bunch of home games in May, which will be yeah. cool when the, the weather should be even better. I mean, tell me, and you're still pretty young. I think you're in your mid-20s. I mean, how do you like uh, coaching people who are sort of around the same age as you is that awkward at times if you have to figure out how to do it like how do you describe it no no it's it's pretty easy to make the uh make the connection but it, it's awesome it fills the void of playing it's, it's awesome working with these guys and and just trying to yeah not only have them succeed on the field but off the field academically and uh it's awesome just giving back to there's so much local talent and, and these guys uh they get to stay stay at home and play in front of friends and family in, in one of the best uh, facilities in all of canada so i think it's a win-win yeah, for sure. Okay, well, this is cool. I'm glad we had you on the show. So this is another team that I can follow here over, <laughs> over the spring, which is oh, it's, yeah. it's primarily a weekend league, though, right? It's primarily a Thursday through Sunday league? Yep, yeah, you usually play in our sets on the weekend, yeah. Okay, uh, how many teams are there? Um, there's eight teams uh, divided between uh, BC and Alberta. All right, and is there a traditional power, so to speak? Like, I know... You know, Okotoks was always good in the league the prospects yeah. playing, right? So, like, who, is there a power in this league? Yeah, the, yeah. The ones we played last weekend, the Okanagan's usually pretty good. And same with uh, Fraser Valley. Okay. Well, this is awesome, Jake. Thanks for coming on the show. And for, did I miss anything important? Do you want to make sure you got out there? No, no. You you nailed it on the head. Okay. Well, hey, I finally, after after nine years, <laughs> I finally did a good one. Okay. Well, thanks for doing this. And, and again, thanks to Nathan for getting in touch and for listening to the show to begin with. I do appreciate that. Tell you what, keep in touch. Maybe we can profile a couple of your players along the way. I'm sure there's some great stories there. We really appreciate your time. You betcha. Thank you very much for having me. All right, that is uh, Jake Lanferman checking in, the coach of the Edmonton Collegiate Hawks. So we already got baseball going uh, here in the city. They got another uh, road weekend coming up. They're going to play home games later this month, April 22nd, against the uh, Calgary Dinos. And then, like I said, they got a bunch of home games from April 30th until the middle of May in the CCBC. That is the league they're in echawks.ca to check that out that was cool glad to talk to jake he's a great story like i consider that a local success story uh you know out of sherwood park plays american college ball plays at ubc now he's back here coaching in his home community that is awesome stuff so cool to have him on the show it is 2018 north carolina leading kansas with about eight and a half minutes left in the first half ncaa championship game it's inside sports on chad back in a couple minutes all right. <laughs> We're having fun tonight. First of all, Barney that called in about an hour ago to recap WrestleMania. Brendan, I understand that was a lady? That was a lady who really likes and wants canned ham. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> we're, we're, yeah. We like giving out canned hams when we can. But that was pretty fun. That was uh, some unexpected from. Uh, that, that was a good. I said do it in character. So Barney was so convincing with a. I, I, I've always associated Barney as a male name. Um, I guess that was a female doing Barney the as a character. Pretty good. Well done. That was a lot of fun. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Your baseball draft clacker. I understand. 
has hit a bit of a snag? It, it, every draft I've ever been in, it never starts directly on time. Like someone's either away or they're getting in the door at 7 o'clock, but the draft was supposed to start at 7. In this case, it's online. Someone put in two teams by accident, so the entire thing got delayed. So that means I can pay more attention to the rest of the show. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> that's, that's kind of... I don't know how to describe that. It's sort of humorous and disheartening at the same time. That somebody would enter. Doesn't that mess up the whole schedule now? Once you have an odd number of teams, or is it not head to head? Well, well, now so we're just deleting one, but the draft just gets delayed an hour, so now it's an eight thirty draft. Oh, okay. Jeez, you're gonna be up late. Well, I'm still here, Reed. Like I'm not leaving anywhere. We, we get a little more conversation after this. Okay, good. Uh, what else have people written into me tonight, my young friend? Well, we've got a text from Luke who says, Leon is like Peter Forsberg. Hold on. Hold on. Use the force, Luke. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> See, now there's some Star Wars for you. Leon is like Peter Forsberg, but with a better scoring touch. Both were very strong on the puck. That's from Luke. Okay. Uh, uh, Roadhammer Fair said, up. do the fans not remember what happened last year when the Oilers picked their first-round opponent? Well, there were fewer <laughs> possibilities, I guess. They kind of knew they were going to play Winnipeg for the last couple of weeks. There wasn't a lot of movement in the standings. Yeah, it didn't go well. Look, just get into the play. And like we were talking about, any team you play, you can argue, well, that's somebody that could beat the Oilers. And I will still say, if you're, if other markets are talking about playing Edmonton, they're thinking, well, they got Connor and Leon, and they got more depth up front, and they got Evander Kane and Zach Hyman. So... I, I think I honestly think in the Western Conference, except for Colorado against Team X, all the series are going to be close. I mean, even if you pick somebody, what do you think they're going to win? Like 60-40? And then once Colorado makes it to the second round, they're probably going to play Minnesota or St. Louis. And I you know, I mean, those two those teams are pretty good, especially if you know Minnesota's doing Minnesota's nine zero and one in their last ten games, so they're hot right now with the playoffs coming up so yeah fair comment for sure uh again just get in i, I mean a couple months ago we we're the orders were out of the playoffs by a few points and we were worried about them even getting in they have put on a little bit of a rally here seven two and one in their last 10 uh doing well under what are they now under woodcroft 17 7 and 2 yeah 17 7 and 2 under woodcroft which is pretty good another game tomorrow face-off show is going to be at seven the game will start at 8 30 against the San Jose Sharks, and I'll have inside sports from 6 to 7, which is going to be fun. Here's what's going on. The Bruins and the Blue Jackets are now in overtime, tied 2-2. The Maple Leafs taking it to the Lightning, 5-2 halfway through the third. Austin Matthews has a hat trick, and he's up to 54 goals on the season. The Blues lead the Coyotes 4-0 after two. In about 40 minutes, it's the Flames and the Kings. I'm going to be checking that one out, probably watch the rest of the basketball game, and then uh, watch the Flames and the Kings. Uh, and I just had the score up, and now they took it down. 25-22 uh, for North Carolina leading Kansas with just under six minutes left in the first half. Okay, Dave Campbell's the producer of Inside Sports back after a week off. It was good to talk to Dave this morning. And as you've heard throughout the show, Brennan Clack filling in for Kellen Kennedy as your studio producer. Really appreciate that you listen to the show. Staff has orders now from noon to 2 tomorrow. I'll join you at 6. Have a great night, everybody.
630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.